Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21. Everything there. Sports betting, bitching about sports, bitching about people not using common sense. Everything right there. Fantasy football, horse racing, everything right there. For um, sports betting on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore. For free horse racing picks. Loaded weekend of horse racing at etof 21 sports underscore horse underscore racing turfway tampa bay oak long aqueduct golf string a million and two tracks are running golden gate this is when i'm locked and loaded this is when i'm at my deadliest in terms of horse racing free fantasy football stuff at etof 21 sports underscore fantasy on instagram and for my daily takes by five things from yesterday at etof 21 on sports underscore sports underscore news how is everyone doing today can we believe it's already december 4th Christmas is right around the corner. I need to get some Christmas presents for my family. Wow. Time is a-flying, and I cannot believe it. Um, I want to apologize. I was obviously not here last week. The reason I wasn't here is because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I like, you know, coming on, trying to teach you guys, trying to inform you guys. But, you know, I got to spend time with my family. Took my nephews to a football game. Enjoyed it. It was a little cold, but, you know, they're six and nine. So, you know... You know, I never really took him to a sporting event before, so, you know, that was fun, but I am back now, you know, we'll be going strong pretty much every Friday. I know there is a Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve may be a little different, may come out earlier in the week, so, uh, yeah, you know, stuff's alive, we're kicking, we're rolling, and we got a loaded, 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 loaded show for you. Uh, Brian from Picks, he's coming on, he's going to talk about his new app, how he came up with the idea, and everything he does there. Brandon's going to come on, he's going to talk about the Patriots football. Is he buying the Patriots? Is his team for real? So we got a loaded show today. Um, before I get into all that, though, I obviously want to talk about that Thursday night game like we always do. Uh, interesting game. Uh, Taysom Hill was out there. Uh, that game, there was no reason why the Saints shouldn't cover. And that's why I always love Twitter. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I was on the Saints. You know, I was on, and I'm not going to be one bitching. I lost my bet. I'm moving on like most successful sports bettors do. But, uh, yeah, it's always funny to me after a game like that because, A, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that the Cowboys had zero business covering that game. You know, the Saints missed that field goal. Taysom Hill had them in field goal range. Long, like a sack, took them out of field goal range. They punted, and then that lotto ticket pick six by the defensive lineman. Cowboys had zero business covering that game. But you get all these people on here, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'll i get into that point later. But you got all these people on here saying, oh, they're on the right side with the Cowboys, minus their six and a half. And I'll tell you why they're not on the right side. That line opened up at four and a half. You're playing a two-point stale line. And you're still playing that? That makes zero sense to me at all. And that just shows me that you're a bad sports better. Now, I had the, the Saints plus the six and six, and you know, I lost. You know, it was but I'll take that bet nine out of ten times. So it's just funny to me how much there's people on here and they're quote unquote sports betters, but they don't understand the line value. And that's what's important to understand while you're betting sports. Understand the line, understand the value and everything. In my eyes, if you played the Cowboys minus six and a half, you're an awful sports better. You're not a successful sports better, and you're a content creator. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. My money, I actually bet it, and I make money doing this. I have rental properties. That is funded by me betting sports. And you see these content creators, and it's always funny to me, these content creators bitching about losing a bet when they're not even putting real money on it, and if they are, it's like 10 bucks. So 
that is my little rant about the betting for Thursday Night Football. In terms of the game, I mean, Cowboys offense looked eh, there. I mean, they had one big play with Tony Pollard, a couple with uh, C.D. Lamb, but the offense is still kind of struggling. Uh, Elliott, there's something definitely wrong with him. He's not hitting the holes the way he should be. There's definitely something going on with him. Um, defensively, they're just they're they're the Dolphins were last year. What the Dolphins were last year, that's what the Cowboys are this year. Cowboys are getting all the turnover luck in the world, and the ball they're just getting balls to bounce their bit away. Their defense isn't as good as it is showing right now. But kudos to them, they're winning. Props, you know, whatever. Um, in terms of the Saints, I mean, we were on the under nine wins, nine and a half wins. That is looking good. They have a million questions at quarterback. Taysom Hill is now hurt. So God only knows if he's actually even going to be playing in the next game. But this team, yeah, I mean, their window shut. It's too bad because there was a run where this team was the most talented team in the NFL, hands down. And they just blew it because they were mismanaged. And Sean Payton made some terrible in-game decisions. Um, in terms of the uh, fantasy stuff, I thought we did pretty good with... Uh, with Taysom Hill. You know, he came out. Let me pull up my DraftKings app right now because you have to remember, every Thursday I'm going to be posting who is in my captain spot for the um, for the uh, Thursday night showdown slate. We went with Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill, he got us 41 points. So, you know, he balled out. You know, we, we made a little bit of money, nothing to write home about, but that's why it's important to check that because I will give you who's in my fantasy football spot and why and Taysom Hill got us 41 and a half points in the DraftKings lineup so you can't really complain about that but yeah the Saints are up against it uh Trevor Simeon's not the guy it looks like he's going to be starting just got a notification that see that Hill has some finger issue he's going to go out to Seattle see Russell Wilson's guy but yeah the died and a half under Looking great, and the Saints' window is officially shut unless they're able to find a quarterback. But they just signed Taysom Hill to this loud, great, rageous contract. I don't even know how they're going to be able to afford Taysom Hill, which makes absolutely zero sense to me whatsoever. So, yeah, Saints' window is closed. Sorry, Saints fans. So now we're going to go into our DFS build for the games on this uh, Sunday coming up. Now, just a friendly reminder, when we do this build, this is like for cash games. You know, I'll give you guys some options maybe for the Millionaire Maker, but I don't play that. I don't want to play the Millionaire Maker just because I'd rather have my best lineup against your best lineup. A mano a mano, 1v1 and see what happens. I don't like these people that have a million different lineups going. That tells me you're just a shitty fantasy football player. Um, to me, there's three guys I'm looking at quarterback. Um Number one, you got Derek Carr, 19.9 fantasy points per game, 16.77 fantasy points per game the last four. And you have the Washington football team he's going against. Worst quarterback um, in term, the worst, excuse me, they are worst giving up points to the quarterback position, 24.4. That's $6,000. That will open up a lot of stuff. Um, somebody else I could look at, but he burned us last week, is Tom Brady. 7,200, 24.7 points uh, for the season. 24.43 points last four. Falcons can't rush the quarterback. He's going to have a lot of time to sit back up there. And they give up 20.7 points per game to the quarterback position. Last one is Justin Herbert. Yes, I know the Bengals have been better this year against the quarterback 
But I think the score, this game is going to shoot out. He's only 6,700. I think he's a little underpriced. He's averaging 25 fantasy points per game and 27.65 fantasy points over the last four games. But you also have to keep in mind game script. I really feel that this Bengals and um, Chargers game is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. It's going to be up and down the field. I like Herbert here. 6,700, you can lock him in. Now, in terms of the running back position, it's a little more interesting. News broke earlier today that Jamal Williams is not going to be playing for the Lions. Now, obviously, with how much the Lions like to run the ball and the issues on the defensive line the Vikings have, that's something that's really um, interesting to me. While Williams has only averaged 9.3 fantasy points per game, however, he's in line for 20 touches, like I said, because there's no DeAndre Swift. So he's really interested at 5,400. Another person I'm interested in is Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, 16.3 points for the for the year in terms of fantasy, averaging 18.88 in the last four. Seattle is giving up 28 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs and 105 yards. Plus, there's no Debo this week, and that's really something important. With no De- Debo there, Debo's not going to be there to take backfield carries away from Elijah Mitchell. Because of that, I'm really interested in Elijah Mitchell. And the next one is Joe Mixon. By having Mixon in here, we'll be getting a piece of the Bengals offense. And in a game where I envision the teams shooting out and having a lot of points, I definitely want something. Mixon, 24.4 points per, um, per for the season, per game. 28.9 in the last four. Chargers average giving up 121 yards per game. But my worry is this. Looking back, Mixon only has three games, three games, where he's had over 100 yards. And is Taylor really going to be that coach that recognizes that he has this huge distinctive matchup and looking to exploit it? I don't know about that. Because of that, I'm a little bit worried of using Joe Mixon. So with that being said, we are going to go to Mr. Elijah Mitchell. So we're going to put Eliza Mitchell in there. Now we're going to go down to wide receiver. Now wide receiver, we could go Hunter Renfor. Hunter is 5,800 and there's no Darren Waller. With there's no Darren Waller, this is going to open stuff up for Renfro in the underneath game. He's averaged 14.3 for the year and 16.9 his last three. And look at Washington as a whole. They're giving up 33.3 to opposing wide receiver groups. Now, somebody else, and this is something that's gonna you're gonna have to monitor, is DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins hasn't played in about a month. He's coming back. I am a little worried about his timing and everything, not sitting, not playing. But on the flip side, guys, he's DeAndre Hopkins. The Bears secondary sucks, and Kyler's gonna be able to throw him the ball. The worry is if the game gets off script or he re-injures it. It's supposed to be cold, I believe, in Chicago on Sunday. So because of that, I'm a little hesitant. And someone else is Brandon Ayuk. He's going to be playing the Debo Samuel role in the offense. And we see how much he Samuel um, is relying upon on this. I mean, I'm looking at all these people, these three guys, and with I really want a piece of this Washington Raiders game. With that being said, I think I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro as my wide receiver. So right there, we got Justin Herbert at 6,700, Eli Mitchell at 6,700, Hunter Renfro at 5,800. 
Now, if you look at the tight end position, I mean, the tight end position is absolute garbage this week. Absolute and utter garbage this week. I mean, I would much rather, if I'm you, if I'm you guys, I want to I wanna go down. I want to spend down and go for a cheap option. I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm actually go, not even going to do that. I'm going to look at someplace else. I'm going to say, you know what? We're going to go two running backs. We're going to put in Joe Mixon. So the four people that we're building around, we're going to go Justin Herbert at 6,700 on DraftKings, Elijah Mitchell at 6,000, Joe Mixon at 8,100, and Hunter Renthrow at 5,800. Those are going to be the four guys that I'm building around for my core. I'm looking to get 100 points from these guys. If we get 100 points from the guys, we're going to be cashing. We got it last week with our group, looking to continue the trend this week. So... That is it for our DFS Cash Game Breakdown. So now I want to welcome onto the show Brian, the CEO and founder of Pano Picks. Brian, how are you doing today, my man? Doing well, Eric. Doing well. How about yourself? You know what? We have one more nice day here in Chicago, and I think it's going to start snowing, so I'm trying to enjoy this lovely 49-degree weather as much as I can, my man. You know, I don't... I'm surprised I'm surprised you have a nice day in Chicago in December. I think that's a, that's a blessing in itself, right? You know, I, I walked the dog today, and I didn't have to put on my winter cap, and I, I think it was a short, not shorts and the sweatshirt. So you know what? That that's a, that's a win for me, man. Wow, that's a, that's a big win in the winter, in the, in the almost winter, I should say. <laughs> that that's a big win for me. Um, so I've been playing around on your on your app. I love your app. Why don't you tell everybody like what it is, what you can do on the app, and everything that what it brings for a sports better? Absolutely, would love to. So the app is called Pano. Um, the point is generally to bring transparency to the sports betting market, um, especially the capping market in general. So um, if you've ever tailed someone when you're looking at sports picks, you know it's very hard to know who's actually winning. There's a lot of people that say that they're winners and say that they're skilled at picking games or picking props or whatever it is. And um, most of them, to be frank, are not that good at it. So uh, it's really trying to separate and bring transparency to the industry um, and you know highlight the people. On the, on, the, on the other side of that is is highlighting the people that are really skilled cappers, right? So giving them a platform, giving them a voice, letting them um, stick out in all the noise and confusion that is the sports betting and capping market. So that's really what we're all about at the end of the day, um, is just bringing that transparency and quality to the capping market and fighting misinformation. Um, that's really, really how we got into what we got into. And I've actually spent a lot of time tailing people myself and uh, with, with very poor results. So it's, it's a little benefit for me as well here. Now, how did you come up with this idea? So it's, it's sort of a long, long backstory, but essentially um, after law school, I was working on a critical thinking platform to help fight um, political misinformation and present two-sided content that was unbiased, which, as you can imagine, is very challenging in itself. Um, but what we were doing, we realized had a lot of consumer applications, so we wanted to make some apps that would help consumers sort through misinformation and different domains. So the first one we made was called Pano Stream. Um, that was just to help people sort through movie and TV show recommendations and you know find ones that were quality for themselves. I don't know if you've ever sat in front of your Netflix screen or Hulu and stared at it for half an hour trying to decide what to watch. It can be such a um, it could be less enjoyable than you know someone picking something for you a lot of times or having someone that you trust pick something. Um, and having a trusted friend's recommendation is, is very valuable in this day and age of algorithms. So 
that's 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 a part of how we got into it. Is that we're trying to combine the best of human recommendations and um, you know machine learning, and that's really where Panopic lies in that middle ground in the sports betting world. Is is combining you know algorithms and machine learning, and then taking the best humans, the best cappers, and again highlighting them for the sports betting community, so everyone ultimately wins. Besides the books and the scammers, I should say. Now, one thing on the app is that you can post free picks, or you can post. It's called the marketplace where a capper can go on there and they can post their picks and you can get access if you pay for this capper. Why do you, like, how does that work? Would I like just pay for capper X or would I get, get to pick like, like how did, how does that exactly work? Yeah. So great question. So essentially how it works is we try to keep it like a free market um, and only step in, you know, if, if something goes wrong. So essentially Cappers can set their own prices and they can do it in one of two ways. They can do it based on number of picks. So they can say, hey, I'm going to provide 10 picks and they're going to be NBA or I'm going to provide five picks this weekend. They're going to be NFL or whatever it is. Or they can do a time-based subscription say, hey, you can have access to all my picks for a day or a week or a month. Um, so really that's how we structure it. And to get into the marketplace, basically, you know, we want to know who you are so we don't have people um, – taking advantage of the marketplace who aren't reputable operators. But it's a very easy and it's all free. I mean, the, the idea is to keep it all free for everybody. So um, basically, we only take commission on sales at this point. But um, yeah, the idea is to keep it free for cappers. And there's no risk to any capper who wants to get on the marketplace and just try to sell there. And also, I should say, we try to provide a lot of services for cappers as well, where we help them distribute their picks, help them manage their client list, all that kind of stuff. We do that all for free just to help them um, get integrated on the site and, um, you know, Help, help everybody out in the community, really. Which is great. I mean, I got a couple years ago, I was just swarmed because I, I had too many clients for me to handle and I had to dramatically cut back. So that's something I'm definitely interested in. Um, now, before you started this app, you were a successful sports better. You played some poker. What is your favorite sport to bet? That's a great question. I mean, I love... Any playoff sport is probably my favorite, but NFL in particular. I mean, I know that's I know that's everyone's favorite in a way, but um, I just I really do love a good NFL prop. Um, in general, I really love betting props. I mean, once you get into like the nitty gritty of you know is this player going over five and a half assists or over forty seven and a half yards or whatever, like those kinds of things. Really, I just I just like the numbers. I like getting in deep into the numbers. And not to say I don't like. Um, other sorts of bets, but props props tend to appeal to me. And, and live betting really is, is always a good time. I mean, I know they're juicing live bets heavily, so it's very hard to win. But I feel like um, at certain points I can get a good feel for games, especially if you're looking at multiple books at once and you're kind of comparing lines and you can see one that's uh, a little bit off, so to speak. You know, especially when you get a – like, for example, I saw earlier in the year I was watching some random college football game. I forget who was playing, but – uh, the first quarter over under was at thirteen and a half on one side and ten and a half on another on another side. And if you you know follow first quarter unders, it's like three points in a first quarter under over under is, is massive. Um, so being able to get those three points on another on another side and you know being able to absorb that field goal, those kinds of things are always fun. So um, you know when I see things like that, I'm betting them pretty hard. Now I'm not much of a poker player. I've dabbled in a in on blackjack and crabs tables. Like, did you play five card stud, Texas Hold'em? What what, what was your poker poker game? Of yeah, so I mostly I mostly play uh, Texas Hold'em online. So um, it's I play a little pot limit Omaha. I don't know if you played it. It's basically Texas Hold'em but with four cards. But um, you know the nice thing about poker is you're not playing against the house. You're playing against other players. So the deck isn't stacked against you, so to speak, because all those 
all those casino games, while they're fun, and I've definitely played them, you know, I've definitely played my fair share of them, um, they're just, the odds are against you, right? Like, if you're talking about roulette, you're giving up about 4% of the casino. Craps, you're giving up, you know, 1% to 4%. Um, blackjack, even if you're even if you're playing basic strategy completely properly, you're giving up 1%. You have to be counting, basically, right, to uh, beat the casino. And if you're counting, they kick you out because they don't like when people have an edge yeah, on them, like obviously. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I really like the game. I mean, there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of, it, um, and it's, it's so, it's so player dependent. It's such a human game at the end of the day that it, every, every time you play and you step in, it's different, which is fun. Now, one thing I always ask the people that come on here. And I mean, for me, I have a lot of future bets going into this weekend in terms of with Utah and Western Kentucky tonight in college football. How do you feel about hedging future bets? <laughs> That's a great question. So I think I know that there's sites like PropSwap and other places where I think if you want to cash out, you get a better price. I actually made the mistake of trying to, because uh, I had a lot on Mike Tomlin last year to win Coach of the Year. And um, I don't know if you remember last, I'm sure you remember football last year, but the Steelers were like 11-0 and 0 yep. at a certain point. Tomlin was the very, very heavy favorite. They basically needed not to choke on their way to the finish line, and that's exactly what they did. But anyway, I tried to hedge, and I hedged, um, who did I hedge? I hedged, uh, it was either Rivera or Sean McDermott. No, no, it was it was Flores, actually, it was Flores, because the Dolphins were looking really good, and they were making a playoff push. Um, and Flores actually would have won, if not for the fact that the Dolphins lost to the second unit of the Bills in week <laughs> Uh, 17 last year to miss the playoffs so that cost Flores coach of the year so anyway I hedged Flores and Stefanski ended up winning so I guess my point is it's hard to hedge uh, when you're playing against the field right so I don't always love hedging um, because you can end up hedging and losing more which is yeah. exactly what I did uh, but if you can find someone that wants to buy your buy your ticket and you really want to get out of it especially if you if it's, if it's life changing money you know you don't know how many how much people are putting on futures and you know you, you think a futures bet isn't going to hit like 100 to 1 all of a sudden you're sitting on a ticket that's like 50 50 to hit right and say you put a thousand dollars on it and you're like uh, okay i don't want to risk 50k right i'd just rather have the, the 50k in equity um so yeah i mean i think there's something to be said for hedging i think it really comes down to what your risk tolerance is and what your financial situation is and how important the money is i actually was in a situation last year where i was um I was in first going into that DraftKings million dollar contest. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it was that pick em contest at five picks a week. Okay. Anyway, first place was a million dollars, and uh, <clears throat> I was hedging because you know I ended up going two or three the last week. So thankfully, I ended. Uh, thankfully, I hedged because otherwise, I would have been a lot more devastated about my terrible last week performance. Because um, yeah, it would have been nice to have that million dollars, but uh, but I did hedge, so I got something out of it. Yeah, it's. I never was a real big hedge guy, but I'm in the northern birds of Chicago, as the people that listen know. I have season tickets to the Bucks, and it was they were two hundred to one to win, and it, that was the year they got up two zero on the um, on the wraps, and they blew that series. Oh yeah, uh, God, I I and a son of a bitch, dude, two hundred to one didn't hedge them. After that, I've always kind of looked at it. But I totally agree with you. Like, if it's not like life changing money, I'm just gonna let it ride because it's usually gonna be like nothing more than a half a unit or a unit bet for me. So, I totally, exactly. I totally agree. Like with everything that that you're saying. Um, now, one of the things that you've done, I've seen on TikTok, I've seen on Instagram, is Famer Scam, which I 
Oh my God, I absolutely love it. Love the videos. Why don't you tell everybody how you came up with that idea and who's the next next capper to be featured on that? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, I've been so deep in our technology. We're updating our technology and everything recently that I haven't been able to do as many scammer fan videos as I wanted to. But I promise that I'll be doing a bunch in the near future. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So how I came up with it was essentially... Um, you know, it's very hard for any individual, especially if they don't have a background in sports betting, to know the difference between someone that's a scammer and someone that's a legitimate capper. So I really wanted to do something that was a show-type program to not only give um, to call people out that seem like scammers, but give them a chance to prove the crazy results that they're saying, right? You have people out there saying that they're hitting 90% of their picks at minus 110 or, um, you know, they're 80% on NBA spreads or something like that, which is just... You know, for anyone that knows anything about sports betting and has been in the industry at all, it's just, it's impossible, right? I mean, it's, you can do it over short sample size, you can go 8 of 10, you can even go, you know, if you're, if you're really, really hot, you can go 80% over like 30 or 40 picks if you're just on fire, but the, the, the truth of the matter is if you're, if you're anything above, you know, 52.4%, you're crushing sports betting. I mean, it's about 5% of people by most estimates that win, so um, ultimately what I wanted to do is, um, you know, create a program where those people that were claiming to be in that 5%, not only claiming to be in that 5%, but, but claiming to be, you know, there's a lot of people out there claiming to be basically the most legendary sports handicapper ever. Um, and they're all, they're claiming these wild results. So if they can prove that, you know, I would be happy to be wrong. And that's why it's scammer fam, right? Ultimately, if they want to join the fam, they have to prove their results. And if they can prove their results, then they'll make people a lot of money. And so I would be happy to have them step up and say, hey, look, I'm saying I'm hitting 65% in NBA this year, and here I am hitting 65%, and then great. So then everybody can tell you and everybody can win, and the books lose, right? And eventually we'll close down the sports books and we'll all be betting peer-to-peer. So really that's what I want to do with the program is just give people, you know, just a way to tell the difference between a scammer and someone that's legitimate. And again, call out these scammers who are the most notorious or the most egregious. And ultimately, we'll get more to the margins, I'll say. I mean, ultimately, we'll get to the people that are, like, um, you know, doing more subtle things like fudging lines, like saying they got minus 120 when really they got minus 170, which which matters. But, um, you know, th- those things are we'll get to down the line because there's just so many people that are saying such wild things that we have to try to clean that up first. And that's really really what I want to do at the end of the day is clean up this uh, this industry. Yeah, I mean, there's so many shitty people out there. It is just insane. Like, you load on Twitter now, you go on Instagram, and there's people claiming some of the most outrageous stuff in the world. And you're just like, wow. So, But I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, like, someone needs to clean up this industry, and I'm glad you're up to the challenge because sports betting is fun. It's a way to make some money. It's a way to have some fun when you enjoy the game. And that's what, you know, Brian and I are trying to do, help you guys have fun, help you guys make some money. Um, we have a absolutely loaded weekend of sports. I mean, we got UFC, we got college football games, we got NFL games, we got NBA, we got NHL. Is there any bet on the board that's like piquing your interest that you're kind of looking to get involved in or anything this weekend? You know, I'm always, uh, I'm an injury report guy. So um, I, I mentioned the props and that's usually when I'm like, so I'm a lot of times Sunday morning I'm there on Twitter, just refreshing Twitter and waiting to bet some prop. Um, so that, that'll be my Sunday morning routine. Is that then I can tell you, I can tell you what I'm on Sunday morning. I've been so busy that I haven't been able to look at the board as much as I usually do. You know, sometimes usually I'm betting like straight wagers or spreads and things like that. But now I, I've had so much. I've been spending so much time in the company that I'm just uh, 
injury report hunting and betting props. So I'll definitely have some stuff Sunday morning, and I'm always obviously excited about the whole sports weekend because, as you said, there's a lot of good um, action, including UFC and NBA and all that stuff. And uh, I miss I miss betting UFC. UFC is such a fun thing to bet it, but it's so it's so time intensive because you really have to research the fighters, right? It's not like um, it's not like you know. Um, you know, an NFL team and kind of have not paid as much attention for a week and just know the matchup and understand like, hey, this is a sandwich game or this is a trap game or whatever. And I understand that this team is going to be looking ahead to next week or something like that. Um, UFC is just so, you know, it's, it's one-on-one ultimately, right? Which just makes it very fun to yeah. bet because it really um, comes down to, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one thing if you know like a running back is not going to have a good performance, but it's another thing if you know you know, a fighter doesn't match up well against a particular fighter, then you're just um, in a great spot, which is, I, I think, why they juice UFC lines so heavily. So if I had oh. more time, I'd be betting UFC as well. Yeah, I love betting UFC, but you hit the you hit the nail on the head with football going on and college basketball. Like, there's just, like, to legitimately be able to cap a UFC, you have to do so much research, watch a fight, watch the weigh-in. So, I mean, I completely agree with you. That's why, like, for me, I really, because I don't bet MLB that much because I'm not good at it. Um, I bet UFC in the summer, and I can't wait to go back to betting it. Um, Brian, I would like to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your Friday afternoon to come on, talk to everyone about your app and everything. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and how they can sign up for your app and everything? Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me, Eric. I just want to say it's a real pleasure to be here, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's really great to connect with people like yourself that are the good guys in the industry because that's as many scammers and as many bad people as there are in the industry. The, the beautiful thing is there are a lot of really good people with integrity and that really want to both win for themselves and, uh, you know, bring the community along with them and win for everyone else. So it's just really great to connect with someone like you who has the same mission and the same energy. And um, I'm really pumped about the future that we have together. So I just want to say that first. And then um, secondly, you can find our app in the app stores under Panopic. You can search Panopic on the Apple store or in the Google play store. Um, you can find us at panopic.com if you just want to go to the website. Um, ultimately our app is free. It will always be free. Uh, we're just trying to create a free place. As I said, a free community that's, you know, the good, the good guys in sports betting and, um, as this industry really starts to grow and take off, it's going to be all the more important that we have this legitimate community of pappers where, um, you know, I ultimately want people that are on Wall Street who want to be like, hey, I want to watch an NFL game on a Sunday and I want to drop 10K on it. I'll be like, I got just the guy for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I want to find I want to find and I think that's I think that's very achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the way the world is going at this point, because it's just going to become it's going to become an investment vehicle for some people, I think, and, and, and that's and that's very realistic. So anyway, I'm super excited about the future of Panopic, and thank you so much again, Eric, for having me on, and I'm looking forward to you know the future we have together, as, you know, both to, both uh, independently and collectively as a community. Sounds good, my man. Brian, best of luck on your bets, and uh, hopefully Javante Williams gets the bulk of carries and we can cash into Javante Williams' prop bets because son of a bitch, dude. I'm still pissed about not cashing my plus 750 for over 100 yards last week. I was so excited when Melvin Gordon went down oh, on the second play. But uh, you have a good weekend. Safe travels and everything, my man. Thanks so much, Eric. I really appreciate it, man. Take care. So now one of the bigger games of the NFL slate is Monday Night Football with the Buffalo Bills hosting the New England Patriots. And who better to come back on the podcast and talk about this game than one of the, the person that's probably been at the most, Brandon, a.k.a. 
Boston Boy 83. Brandon, how you doing today, man? First things first, Bill's Mafia, we're coming for you. Have your tables ready, smash them, throw them down, pound beers, do whatever you got to do to make yourself feel good once you get handed that L Monday night in Buffalo. So, I mean, looking at this game, it opened up about Bill's laying three and a half. You know, I'm not going to lie, dude. It's been, dude, it's been back down to fucking Bill's minus two and a half. And old Uncle Rico here, he's going to be heavily invested in the Bills come uh, come Monday night. How do you feel about this game and where's your thought process and everything? So I will say what I just said, that was straight pure homer. I think it will be a great game uh, where I am concerned. Matt Jones has been able to not turn the ball over. He's been able to get the job done, move the ball down the field. He's put up numbers here and there, but nothing nothing amazing. A couple games, 150 or 180 yards and one touchdown or no touchdowns. But he's been doing the Bills system. Don't turn the ball over. Get us in field goal range. Let the Bills defense or let the Patriots defense do what they've been doing. And we'll be okay. So I... I'm kind of like you. I really think Mac's going to be great in a long, grand scheme of things. Um, I think he's getting better week after week. The numbers do show of it. But when you do have a rookie going into Buffalo on a Monday night where the weather is supposed to be 26 degrees with 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, it's it's going to be a tough game for him, period. But I think it goes back to what I said. If he doesn't turn the ball over – and our defense can do what they've been doing because Josh Allen, I believe, has thrown seven or nine picks in his last four or five games. He's got a fumble in there. He's been struggling. If our defense can shake him up and prevent him from getting outside the pocket, I think it's going to be one of those low games, like a 17-20-style game. I mean, it's kind of remarkable. I mean, you look at these, these guys' DVOA, Patriots number two DVOA overall, Bills three in terms of defense, uh, Patriots two DVOA, Bills one. I mean, these teams are like insanely evenly matched on paper. Patriots D has been light out. I'm looking here at the Bills. I mean, the Bills are only giving up, this is crazy, 189.1 yards per game. To opposing running backs. That is absolutely insane. And, like, I don't know if I can trust Mac Jones in this primetime slot. And I said it when I went on the Gino Bacala, that's what G said podcast. And, oh, my God, my my DMs got totally blown up. And I loved it. Um, My comment was, Mac Jones is like my nephew when he stacks blocks. Everyone makes a big deal about what, what a great job it is. Mac Jones, I mean, this is how I look at it. Now, you tell me, now, you being a New England guy, tell me if I'm wrong. I really haven't been that impressed. He's a fifth-year senior. I really don't think he's going to develop that much. No, sorry, he was a fifth-year senior when he came out. I kind of think this is a ceiling. I don't think he's going to develop that much more than what he is. I don't think, I get get why people want to compare him to Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady is a -a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. So I'm never going to compare anybody to Tom Brady solely because no player is ever going to play for 22 years. No player is going to come in and win six Super Bowls, seven now. 
it, it's not going to happen. The comparisons to anybody is over. Um, but I think the way Matt Jones is, is he is, uh, if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to compare him and Brady, I think the comparison comes in as a game, a game manager, dink and dunk system quarterback. If he was anywhere else, if he, if you took Justin Fields out of Chicago and put him in New England and put Matt Jones in Chicago, he'd only have three or four wins. But you look at the coaching staff, Bill Belichick grabs the guy at number 15 that's sitting there that just won a national championship. And he pulled the reins back on. If you notice, they, they weren't letting him open up downfield. They weren't allowing him to do a lot. We relied on the run game, which Harris has been phenomenal. Stevenson, all, all of those guys. But... I don't think it's his ceiling yet because you start off two and four. Look at a couple of the losses, overtime against the Cowboys. You took Tampa to the very end of the game. So when people look at like, oh, you beat the Jets twice and you played the Dolphins. Well, guess what? Baltimore lost to the Dolphins. Like, I believe he can get it done. And if he, does this not remind you of like 2011 style where – Brady wasn't putting up astronomical numbers. The defense was just stout. Yeah, your defense. And the defense kept us in games, and all Brady did again is what Matt Jones is doing now by completing 20 of 24 for 175 yards and maybe a touchdown. And if that's all he has to do right now in his rookie season, I mean, for you, Lions guy, if you could have a quarterback come in as a rookie that's just mm, good, but have your team, where they are now, leading the division and second in the AFC, you're not going to have any complaints with it. No, I wouldn't have any complaints. But on the flip side, I know we're a long ways from that, and Dan Campbell's our motherfucking coach, and he's our motherfucking play caller, so we're going nowhere fast. So, but... Uh, <laughs> Touche to that. But no, I'm, I uh, think if I'm a betting person, which this is what your podcast is about... Yeah. I'm not taking New England as a bet unless you can get them more than three and a half. Okay. Because I, I truly see this being a field goal style game at the very end. Okay. All right. So now what I'm going to do is I'm on FanDuel right now because we I tend to use FanDuel the most um, out of the legal uh, betting places. I am going to read off some props for you for the Patriots, guys. You tell me if you like any of these. Uh, Damian Harris, anytime touchdown score, plus 155. Yes. Kendrick Bourne, anytime touchdown score, plus 210. No. Hunter Henry, plus 330. Yes. Jacoby Myers, plus 340. So I'm going to tell you guys this. I am sitting even with Jacoby because that is a bet that I've been taking every week. And then when he finally hit that first touchdown of his NFL career, it paid off. So I will continue to ride the Jacoby Myers touchdown every single week due to that ROI. Uh, plus 630, Patriots defense scores a touchdown. Oh, if it's a 26-degree weather game raining I like it. It's not. It's probably not going to happen. I hate to say that because it sounds so cliche when you're asking for betting advice. 
I don't think it will happen. But if I wake up and that weather's still supposed to be that bad, I might drop a little on that. Um, Mac Jones over under two hundred seven two hundred seven and a half yards passing. No. Uh, Jacoby Myers over under forty seven and a half yards receiving. Oh, guys, that's fifty fifty. Uh, um, I'd stay just because of the weather. I'd stay away from it. Uh, Kendrick Bourne thirty three and a half. No. Johnny Smith sixteen and a half. No, he'll be lucky to catch a ball. Hunter Henry twenty four and a half. Yes. Aguilar twenty three and a half. Yes. Uh, the only rushing props that are posted so far are Damian Harris forty eight and a half. Yes. Now, in my eyes, the path to winning would be Harris has to rush four at min a hundo. So if you think that they're going to win, that would be a good bet in your eyes, correct? Correct. Over, under. Let's look at this over, under. Ooh, 20 and a half, juice to the under. That's a little too low for my blood. 20 and a half over under in points for the first half. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Okay. All right. Well, Brandon, like I said, I'm seeing this being a 20 to 17 truly. If if I had to take a stab at it and I think you're possibly thinking the same thing that that's kind of what we're looking at. I think this game is going. I I I see this game as like a 14 to 3 Buffalo win to be honest with you. Oh, like, I don't like you right now, but we'll talk about that <laughs> off air, not ruin your podcast. I mean, I I just don't. I don't. To me, betting NFL is all about selling high and buying low. This is the highest that this Patriots team has been all year. You know what I mean? Like, when have they been higher than they are right now? I just I get it, but let me ask you what what slows them down. Um, I think the but this is the best defense they've played against. Correct, but I'm telling you, I think this is one of those. Now I will say this: What's the over unders? Are over under on Knox, the tight end for uh, the Bills? The over under. Let me pull up rushing props right now. No, sorry, excuse me, receiving props right now. Thirty one and a half. Okay, I really like that because FYI, Duggar who has been in the top, I believe, three in shutting down tight ends for us is out due to COVID. Okay. Okay. Um, Now, another thing is, um, let me ask you this. Back to my my thing. I I really feel that, and also, like, this is going to be, like, the best offense that they've played against. Um, I did this whole thing on the Browns their offensive production when Jack Conklin plays and when he doesn't play, he didn't play when they played against them. Um, Last week against the Titans, I mean, they didn't have anybody. Uh, Against the Falcons, Falcons had a million and two chances to cover that game and just Matt Ryan be Matt Ryan. I don't know. To me, this is just... let Let me ask you, though. So do you think this is a better defense or a better offense the Patriots are facing than either Tampa or Dallas? Than right now? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, 
definitely. Here's the thing: you gotta you you, you have the Patriots in both those games. Right? They're both L's. So regardless whether you lose by three or forty, it's an L. So you get chopped up. But Josh Allen has been off of his game for almost four weeks now. Yeah, Josh he has Allen not looked good. Josh Josh Allen hasn't set my set isn't setting his feet and um. I mean, I don't know if I told you this, but, you know, I have a friend who, you know, works, coaches in the NFL, and his big comment to me about Josh Allen was, hey, dude, if it wasn't for COVID, Josh Allen wouldn't have been a thing. With COVID and everything shutting down, it forced Allen to work out with Palmer to work on his footwork, and he's making some holes with his feet. Um, Do I think... Now, to your your argument on the... Sorry to cut you off. With your argument on the flip side is the Patriots are at their highest of highs, so you expect that L to now come. And but, this would be one of those weeks on a Monday night. But to your defense, Josh Allen has been bad for four weeks, so that man is due for a really good football game. But on the, I guess, like, my, my thing is this, is how I look at this. Like, right now, hold on, I'm, pull, I'm, I'm pulling up the Patriots' schedule. Keep in mind, like, this is at, at minus two. So, pulling up the Patriots schedule, the Patriots, um, all right, so they've beaten the Titans, Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Chargers, Jets. So, hypothetically, let's say they played right after the Cowboys, okay, and they just lost to the Cowboys. This line would be minus five, minus six for the Bills easily. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, there's yeah. perceived value. That's why it leads me to take take the Bills. In terms of the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys' defense is an, is an, is an absolute bluff. I think they're just getting – they're the, like the Dolphins were last year. They're getting every single bounce, every single turnover luck. Um, the Buccaneers game, it's kind of – with how much emotion is in, was in that game and how shitty the field was with the rain – I really don't think on either team you can take that much away from it. No, you know I just I I, I just no, think so I, I, I think I think if there's any any statement wins. I think beating the Browns like we did the Browns aren't a bad team. Beating the Chargers to me at the Chargers was really big. Um, beating the Titans I would want to say is big, but at the same time, yeah, you blew them out. But no Derrick Henry, no Brown. Nope. Like they were down a lot of players, so as excited as I was to grab that win, it was against a depleted Titans team. Mm-hmm. So any Patriots fan that comes out and is like, "Oh, we beat the Tennessee Titans; they were number one in the AS. They were hurt. Yeah, but you did it handedly, which is impressive overall. But I, I am with you. Um, I don't know this. Uh, this Patriots team reminds me of the team that Brady had for a couple years when it was Willie McGinnis, Ty Law, Teddy Bruschi, all those guys where the defense was just giving them half a field to work with. They were turning the ball over. They were getting one to two to three turnovers a game. Like, that's what this team reminds me of. So I do agree with you to an extent with Matt Jones. Nothing extraordinary or very impressive is being done except the fact that he's not turning the ball over. But I do think if he stays in a system like this with Bill and they can get his accuracy a little bit better when it comes to 25-plus yard passes, I think he's got a little something. Because you sit, you got to sit here and, and look at the Justin Fields and look at the um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they're not playing for really good teams, 
but they're not also putting any numbers up at all. Like, it's bad. Look at Jalen Hurts. Couldn't even beat the Giants. Like, all these rookie quarterbacks are trash, but then you got Matt Jones sitting here dominating every single stat category. Most blitzed, most sacked, most everything, but then number one in everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like... The NFL is a copycat league, and I went on this big rant about like I locked in Philly's, I locked in Eagles' futures just because they're running the ball so much, and there's no team in the NFL that's built to stop a run or rushing attack. So could the Patriots like make a run just because no one can stop the run if Jones doesn't turn the ball over? Yeah, I mean I I could see them making a run because their defense is good and they can run the ball. They have a good offensive line, but I just in this game. I just think there's value in um, value in um, in the Bills, you know. I, and I just think, feel that's 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 the side to play. Also, um, this is going to be the biggest crowd that he's played in front of during his professional career. So, no, I agree with you on on this game. Where I say the AFC is so wide open to where we could do something. As I go back to the Dolphins beating. Uh, the Dolphins beating the Ravens, um, the Ravens just barely beating the Bears a week or two ago. Uh, you had uh, the Colts lost to the Texans, and then you had another game, a couple games that the Bills dropped. I'm trying to find where they're at. They were against bad teams. Um, where are we at? I mean, the was not- the Bills lost to the to the Jaguars. They've lost to drug by the Colts at yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So that's what makes me feel like do I think New England's a Super Bowl team? Yeah. Probably not. But when I look at who these teams that the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Bills, the three stout teams in the AFC, are continuing to lose to, we're not losing those games. We're not making those mistakes. When we play a bad team, we're crushing a bad team. Mm-hmm. When these other teams are just struggling against them. So I do think the AFC is more wide open this year than it has ever been. But let me ask you, what type of Super Bowl would it be for you if it was a Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick Super Bowl? Well, I'd, I'd hate it because I'm not invested in any of those teams' futures. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's listened to my stuff knows the only the only NFC team I have a future on is the Philadelphia Eagles, and the AFC I have Bills. Who do I have? I have Bills, Ravens, and Chargers. So, for me, it's one it's it's one of those teams are bust. So, uh, but uh, I but I, I I get I get what you're saying, and I guess like. I guess my point is the situational better than I am. I can't bet the Patriots in the spot, and to me, it's. I I agree with you because you said it's at what two and a half right yeah, now. It's at two and a half. Yeah, unless you grab them and buy some points and get them at three and a half, I don't. I don't think it's worth any type of investment whatsoever. But you do I like think the your prop plays are better. You do like the knocks over though because of. Um, Duggar being out with COVID. I don't, I would have to, when you guys listen to this, make sure the status of him is still remain because I know he had COVID or was on COVID protocol as of Wednesday. I don't believe he can be cleared come Monday, but I could be wrong. So I would 100% check the status of him. But if he is out, I do like Knox's over because that takes away 
the guy that's been shut down on tight ends all year. And Duggar is what? Mind great? you, from a D2 school, Lenore Ryan, that is literally an hour and a half from where I live now. And as our number, as our first round draft pick. And he, that's a Bill Belichick. And he, what do you say? He's, he's what, top three defender against a tight end? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's a couple good bets. Brandon, you know, I am I am eager for the NASCAR season to start. I'm working on a couple ideas for us to rev up the NASCAR for, uh, you know, next season. I mean, hell, it's fe- what it, it's December right now. When's Daytona? Two months. Two months away, uh, man. February, February, two and a half. February, I believe, like 16th. Yeah, so we, we, got some, uh, we got some big things in store, you know, uh... I'm working on some stuff. You know, I'll tell you, then we'll make some announcements, man. But uh, thanks for coming on, talking a little Pat's football. And, uh, you know, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and how the iRacing is going. Guys, for iRacing, please jump on Twitch, BostonBoy83. It has been phenomenal every Friday night. Unfortunately, I will not be able to continue the streak tonight. Got some stuff I'm dealing with. But uh, me and one of my teammates have been racing in $400 to win races at Super Speedways, we have finished one, two for three or four weeks in a row. He won the first one and finished second, and then with his help, I've won the last three. So we've been able to rack in some money. Sponsors are happy. Um, a lot of airtime, a lot of interviews. Things are going really well because, as you know, with Super Speedways, with the wrecks and crashes and all that, to be able to finish one, two with a teammate for four weeks in a row has been a blast. Um, we were able to beat the guy that won the $100,000 in the Coca-Cola series last week, um, a couple pro drivers. So it's been going really well. So Boston Boy 83 on Instagram, Boston Boy 83 on Twitch. Uh, been trying to pick up the off the post Boston sports page more recently than, than it has been. But uh, it's going to be a little while until that gets rolling. But yeah, Boston Boy 83 for everything else, guys. Awesome, my man. Well, I look forward to our NASCAR season. I wish you best of luck on Monday. And, uh, you know, look forward to having you on again, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, my man. That's it for this week's show. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to this week's guest, Brian from Pano Picks and Brandon off the post 83. Hell of a weekend coming up. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.